Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get ready. It's time for... Operation Late Night Excitement. Top rated late night radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark. It's Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night. On KMOX. You awake? Wow, that was pretty boring. A uh, whole lot of nothing there. It, uh, yeah, it, um, uh, an hour-long debate right here on KMOX with our partners at Fox 2. Andy Banker, yeah, uh, who was with Shirley Washington, who was one of the moderators, will join us here in our next segment. We'll get a uh, eyewitness view of yeah. the debate. I can't only imagine. I wonder if the... Um, the departure, the arrival and the departure was as boring as the debate was. It, it, it lacked a certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> je ne sais quoi. <laughs> well, at the very beginning, uh, both of them had the opportunity and, and, and jumped on it to point out to uh, two big issues that are pre- prevalent in St. Louis County. That would be crime and abortion. Yep. Uh, Mark Montavani immediately jumped on uh, saying there was a lack of a crime plan in St. Louis County and that he's, in fact, endorsed by all of the law enforcement agencies yep. out Check. there. Good point. Uh, and Sam Page uh, went right after the choice issue and said that he was endorsed by all of the pro-choice groups out there. Check. Good point. Outside of that, John... Um, it was kind of, I mean, there were some questions that you kind of knew were going to come, right? I, like I, the Ram settlement money? Yeah, I, I sensed like there were a lot of lost opportunities there and, uh, you know, on both sides. I thought my, I thought Paige could have seized the abortion question more aggressively. And, uh, you know, Monavani's response, he's pro-choice. And his response was, you know, it's a federal government and a state government issue. You know, reasonable response. Page did not jump on that. And, you know, what Page should have done at that point, in my opinion, is said, well, look, there are some things we can do in St. Louis County, and that's why I'm taking leadership on this issue, and that's why I'm providing these services. He didn't really do that. It was kind of bland. I thought Montavani missed a golden opportunity uh, on the pandemic question. Exactly. If if something, you know, if we have another thing, would you impose mask mandates? You know, and he said he'd take the science and see, you know, a very measured response from Mark Montavani, uh, as you might expect. But that's the time to say, look, this guy put businesses out of business. 
he overreacted and St. Louis County suffered because of it. And it didn't result in a savings of life. What it resulted in was a destruction of the business environment in St. Louis County. And if I'm county executive, that's not going well, to happen. Both of them said that they were open to future mask mandates, potentially. Yeah, and what I didn't get there, though, John, is that, I mean, the president of the United States went on 60 Minutes and said the pandemic is over. It's with. over. That was, was yesterday's uh, news. Yeah, that we're moving on from yeah. this. And so... Uh, Boy, I think there were missed opportunities for both. I have to tell you, I think this was a good night for Sam Page. Because? Simply because you're the incumbent, um, and you're going to be the one that would be taking most of the sling, the arrows, and not many arrows were slung. No. They, I mean, it there was were boring. Some, there were some uh, not forcefully swung, but, I mean, the whole idea that the county budget is so badly out of whack— and Sam Page's response to that was, well, we've taken all this federal money, and so it's not as bad as it was. I mean, that's not a very strong answer. Uh, and I think, you know, again, there's, you know, we're in this era now where political rhetoric has become so inflamed and everybody's evil and blah, blah, blah. And, right. and people don't like that. I get that. But that doesn't mean that particularly in a, in a debate environment – that you don't seize opportunities to draw distinctions between yourself and your opponent. And I felt like on both sides tonight, they missed some golden opportunities to do just that. You don't have to be, you know, Donald Trump and calling them treasonous. Uh, and But you also don't have to be milquetoast. Right. Uh, you've, you've got to draw distinctions for voters. You've got to give voters a reason to... You know, make a decision towards well, you and not them. And I just felt like on both sides tonight, they they missed that opportunity. And let's be honest, this was being aired during uh, on Channel Eleven, which is not one of the major networks. It's our Fox partner, but Fox has baseball on this evening. Of course, we had it here on KMOX. You all are well informed listeners. You're yep. listening into it. Yep. Um, but uh, I think Mark Montavani also had an opportunity to make headlines. And I got to tell you, I don't think there's headlines that yeah. came out of this debate. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's why I would argue to you that CM Page won. I think a very subdued uh, county executive subdued. Uh, wound up prevailing simply because the debate didn't go off the rails and he didn't take any uh, major hits. Now, I didn't like the format either, the 60 seconds. You can't really get into yeah, it. Yeah, there's not much you can do about that. I mean, you've got to have a format. Uh, but here's what didn't happen in that debate. And I coach debates yeah, you for do. candidates. And so you've got this format. It's rigid. It's 60 seconds, 30 seconds, 15 seconds, you know, whatever it is. And you've got to find, and when I coach my candidates, uh, you have to find a point in that debate where you cut through the format and take things over. Because you're going to make a point that's so profound and so impactful. It makes a headline. It makes a headline. And, and neither one of them did that tonight. And, uh, you know, if, if, had I been coaching Mark Montavani, for example, when the whole masking thing came up, and the, the, that's the time to cut in. Sam Page answers his question, says whatever he says, and he says, look, here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to close down businesses. We're not going to shut down enterprise. We're not going to put people out of work in this county if I'm county executive, and that's a promise I make to you. I mean, something simple like that, that would have been the headline. Yeah. 
and it didn't happen. And, no. And, in fact, it, their positions seemed awfully similar to each other. Yeah. Uh, once they laid them out there, I, it was hard to decipher where they were uh, each on the issue. The other one that was interesting to me, John, and, and by the way, I think they both uh, butchered it, uh, was the question about a merger with the city. Now, I don't know that the uh, both of them said, hey, the residents aren't there. There's a lot right. more things that need to be done. Yeah. But I think there also needs to be a reckoning that takes place in this region that we have got some real systematic issues with the way that our government is set up. Uh, both of them pointed and said, oh, we can, you know, we've done things with the health department and the blah, blah, yeah. blah. There's not a person out here who doesn't know that we've got serious dysfunction going on, and you can't ignore the fact that the city is burning to the ground. Here's how you answer that question politically. Uh, nobody wants to create one government out of the city and county. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that under my watch. It's not going to happen anytime soon, if ever. But are there some areas, particularly in public safety, where we need to reach some cooperation and have some agreement that we're going to do things differently than we're doing it now because crime is out of control? Yeah. And I'm going to look at that as your county executive. No, I'm not going to merge St. Louis City and County. I'm not going to support Both that. of them did say that. You, oh, yes. Yeah. But, but you, then you've got to strike at the heart of what the issue and then the issue in the city and the county right now is crime. Right. And, you know, I felt like that was a, a lost opportunity, too, on both sides. Well, um, obviously, our whole idea of debates are uh, unfathomable after what we witnessed with Donald Trump in 2016. <laughs> yeah. So debates never seem to live up to what people would expect. But I don't think this debate moved a, uh, the needle uh, a millimeter yeah. either Concur. way. Concur. Um, and hence why I think it was probably a good night for Sam Page. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the other thing, though, that Monavani had to do, he's being called an extremist and a, a flip-flopper and blah, blah, blah. And he had to come across as stable and competent and um, able. I think he did that. Yeah. I, I think people that would look at him could well see him as the county executive and be comfortable with that. So he did accomplish that mission tonight, and yeah. that's not to be lost here. And it's something I've said on our television show. I think I may have said it on Came Watch. Both these guys are cerebral. There's no doubt about it that they've got some ideas. Uh, neither of them, from my perspective, poked through um, and really grasped the viewer and pulled them along with a message tonight. Yeah, I think that's, I, I agree with that. And, uh, well, when we come back, we're going to visit with one of the moderators of the debate, Andy Banker. He was there in person asking questions. We'll get his thoughts, his take. And that's next on Hancock and Kelly, a late night on Camel X. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, it's late night with Hancock and Kelly. We came in to visit after the debate at St. Louis County. The St. Louis County Executive, uh, Sam Page, debated... Mark Monavani, the Republican challenger. A week from today, people will go to the polls to choose between these two folks. Let me uh, let me posit a little prediction about this race. This ought to be interesting. So going back, you know, the Republicans had Shemed Dogan, a state representative, who was the presumptive nominee. He was defeated by a woman who spent zero money. Mm-hmm. I don't even know her name. Uh, and she became the nominee for the Republicans. So no no race right. at all for St. Page. She withdraws and says she's staying in. Then she gets out. She finally got out. And the Republicans picked Mark Monavani, a gentleman who had run twice previously as a Democrat for the, the office. And at that point, most of the pundit class, you and me included, assumed that St. Page was going to win this race. As we had assumed that after the primary election... Uh, after Shemad Dogan was defeated. And now we've come two and a half months hence. Uh, My sense is that there is a general dissatisfaction with Sam Page out there amongst Republicans and some Democrats and African-American Democrats in particular, and that Montevani is proving to be more of a difficult challenge than perhaps the, the Page team Expected. I'm not saying Montevani's going to win. Well, he's not. But I am saying that race is going to be a lot closer than people thought. And if the wave exists as it may be developing, Mark Montevani could win that race. I don't think so. But uh, potentially, I mean, uh, I, I don't see it. 
um, uh, that I would do. have to be an incredibly large wave. Well, waves happen. And if there is any trajectory changing the ocean, in this race, it did not going. happen as a result of this debate. Here comes the wave. It's happening as a result of the national hey, discussion. Speaking of, of a discussion, doing a little joining us right there. now is the guy that sits between us on Sunday mornings, and he was one of the moderators of the debate tonight. He was tonight in the room, on... and he stayed awake the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> kind of boring, Andy. <laughs> I didn't think so. Of course not. So what did no, you see, what'd you see from I'm, your bird's eye view? Well, I apologize. I haven't been able to listen to your comments. I sort of wanted to ask you, but uh, I'll share a few thoughts with you. Obviously, I, uh, my opinions don't matter. I am an impartial moderator, and that's 100% And you truth. did a fabulous job. Yeah, you did a fine job. Thank you. And so did Shirley Washington. She did. I mean, we, she did. We prepared uh, quite a bit. We did go in expecting a little more cutthroat approach from both of them. Now, I think you guys would probably agree that Mark Monavani uh, exhibited a little bit more of that than Sam Page. When uh, Sam was attacked, uh, Mark said, and I'm going by first names because now we're all pals. We sat around <laughs> after the debate. But, no, um you know, uh, the county executive would just sort of slough it off and say, oh, well, that's just campaign rhetoric. That's just campaign rhetoric. Um, and we had a lot of topics that we wanted to get to. I thought we did a good job of getting to most of them. You did. Uh, if, if there's one thing I would like to have done is to sort of double down on Mr. Page about, uh, well, it's not just rhetoric. He's taking aim at you on specific issues. But I, I think we did that anyway without specifically using those words, because we did follow up uh, repeatedly asking him, you know, he's using charged words like uh, lazy, for instance, when it comes to uh, Coldwater Creek. Yeah. You know, uh, and those kinds of, I don't know if, if those blows landed. Well, I thought that more was... of them were directed at, the county executive than the other way around. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that was one of Montevani's better moments in the debate, talking about Coldwater Creek and how he would address it versus Sam Page. Uh, I thought he had a good moment there. I thought he missed Montevani, uh an opportunity on the whole future masking question and pandemic question. I thought he missed an opportunity to shine the light on the fact that Sam Page shut down these businesses and that a lot of businesses in St. Louis County are uh, upset with Sam Page. And I I felt like, you know, that was an opening there that uh, he didn't walk through uh, as I would have if, you know, if I were advising or or debating. Well, I have to tell you, you know, one thing we wanted to guard against, uh, not just Shirley and I, the whole team that uh, pulled this off, and it was quite a feat. You know, I don't think there has been another locally produced and televised and simulcast and live streamed debate of this campaign season by any other uh, news outlet in That's town. Right. So That's right. This was, I mean, you know, this was a big deal. And I, I uh, not to toot our horns, but I, I think we did it pretty well. And it wasn't our job to be the attacker. Right. Right. We're moderators and we leave that up to them. One of the things we wanted to uh, guard against was letting one candidate hog the time. I don't think either of them did. No, they but, didn't. They you didn't. know, Shirley and I, we, we can't discuss this during the debate because it's happening and our mics are open. And we can't sit up there and say, hey, we need to uh, even this out a little bit. 
the uh, and where I'm going to with this is that uh, Mark Bonavani opened the door for the county executive Sam Page to rebut more often than the other way around. You know, Sam, I honestly, I don't really think he attacked Monavani at all yeah. or just on a few sort of timid uh, jabs. Uh, and that was it. So it wasn't enough to merit um, a rebuttal yeah. from Mr. Monavani, if you know what I mean. No, I mean, you understand totally. where I'm going there, right? Yeah. And I think I think that's kind of the setting that Sam Page probably was hoping for, something that didn't have too much jabbing back and forth. I told John I think he won simply because he didn't get hurt. Low um, drama. Low yeah, drama. it was really low drama. As a newsman, Andy, uh, you know, debates typically will make a headline. Um, and I'm not sure either of these uh, candidates made a headline tonight. Do you think they did? Uh, simply by the fact that they debated. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's a headline. Uh, you know, I, I thought there were some some uh, headlines. I mean, we obviously are covering. Uh, you know, we're covering the debate in our newscast tonight at nine, ten, and eleven on Fox. Well, I should say after World Series baseball. Uh, For my headline films. would be yeah. My headline would be Montavani attacks and Page holds his ground. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, was there a specific moment on a specific issue yeah, yeah. where they uh, really scored one point that might register above all the others? And, and I think did... you're right. Maybe not. I mean, I, I thought uh, Monavani was good on the on the very last question regarding the uh, stadium and, uh, you know, the negotiations and what should be done with it and uh, maybe put it in a – you know, for an endowment, I think was the word an endowment. Used. I was yeah. going to say, you know, escrow and sit on it and just let it grow. And he uh, criticized the powers that be for uh, really wasting the opportunity to have this money grow more than it already has. And he repeatedly pointed out that, you know, he hasn't been here. He's never had a budget submitted to St. Louis County. And then if he ever gets the chance to do one, he's going to submit a balanced one. Because of it, uh, his business background, I think he did bring some things to the table. Yeah, yeah sure. uh, that Sam didn't directly deflect. He just moved on. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I hate to say what I expected, but I think going in, I sort and just from watching other debates um, in preparation for this, you know, around the country, uh, usually you have a little more. No matter what question you ask. They're going to go back to their talking of yep. talking points and stay on the attack. And maybe Mark Montavani handled it perfectly because you don't want to come off as a jerk and just, uh, you know, nonstop attacking a guy that's uh, just sitting there and deflecting it all. Um, and maybe Sam handled it perfectly because he did deflect it all. And he sort of stood his ground and just said what yep. he thought. And he said, okay, I, you know, I have been here. I stand by the way I handled COVID. I might mask again. I'll do what I have to do. Um, well, you guys decide. I yeah, don't know. no, what I, think? I, I think Sam Page uh, has got to be pleased when he's riding home with his uh, advisors. I think that the fact that there's not much uh, substance that came out of it was probably a good thing for him. 
I think Mark Monavani uh, presented himself quite appropriately. He's a cerebral man. Both of them were cerebral. I think they gave you good answers. Quick question about the format. Did you guys, um, did they have topics? Did they know anything that you all were going to bring up? Or were all those questions uh, a complete surprise? Uh, We did not give them a list of questions. They were made aware of general topics. From what I know, I never spoke with either one of them in the lead up to this debate. I can tell you that. And neither did Shirley and neither did any of our producers. I mean, they did have people in here last week, representatives from their campaign to do the card draw to see uh, who got the first question. And uh, I know, you know, some of uh, our management here has been in contact with their campaigns, but it was pretty limited. I mean, yeah, yeah, we didn't spell anything out. So the. Uh, the Monday morning quarterback is uh, a reviled well, I, I figure. Let me jump on, you know, uh, yeah. Michael mentioned the car ride home. Uh, if you know people in the Mark Montavani camp, I'm sure they're saying, God, we did it. This was great. Yeah, I think you both, know, side, the, both sides can, can feel good about what they accomplished. You know, the Monday morning quarterback is a reviled figure, but I'm going to play one anyway because I, I do this for a living. I prepare candidates for debates and you've got this highly structured format minute question 30 second response 15 second rebuttal if appropriate and without exception when i'm coaching somebody for a debate i hone them in on that moment where they can break the format and jump in and give 20 seconds of gold that becomes a headline for the debate. And I think both of these candidates missed that opportunity tonight, in my opinion. If I were coaching Montavani, uh, I would have said as soon as the question of future mask mandates come up, I would have said, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to shut down these businesses in St. Louis County. I'm not going to put people out of work. I'm not going to close down restaurants and bars. Uh, I'm going to take a measured approach, and we're going to get through it together. Boom. And if I were Sam Page on the issue of abortion, he could have said, because St. Louis County's pro-choice, he's going to say, you know, I'm not going to default and say it's the federal government and the state government. I'm going to take whatever action I can take, and that's what I have done as your county executive. I'm going to provide access for women in distress. He's not. And both of those instances, they could have created a headline and totally changed the underlying dynamic of that debate. What do you think? I get it. And I think to some extent they both did that. They just didn't do it as effectively as you just did, (laughs) you know, because on the abortion question, uh, I thought it was fair, especially right now in 2022 at this point within, you know, five or six months of the uh, Dobbs decision that it's fair to ask, what do you think? And I wanted to specifically ask them. I know they do not make abortion policy, right? But I think voters want to know, what would you support? And through what point of a pregnancy do you believe the right to choose exists if you both support the right to choose, which they both claim they do? I thought that was fair. And I I think, uh, John, you brought that up because uh, Mark sort of, slid on that and said, we don't make abortion policy, but I I do believe in the right to choose. And uh, Sam Page said, well, you know, we have the viability uh, standard, and that's where I think it should stay. He actually uh, 
maybe scored a point there, but like you said, he didn't do as, as effectively as you just did. And the same goes for the mask mandate. I thought uh, Mark Montabani sort of got to where you mentioned, John, but just not as directly or as impactfully as maybe you would have liked him to do it uh, as a campaign what should I call you? A campaign Operatives. consultant, yeah. a campaign operative. Um, one thing about the the questions and the format, we did want to kind of stick to it and and have both of them answer the same questions. Uh, you'll see a lot of debates where each candidate each candidate gets a different question, and then uh, you know only for them to answer. But then the other candidate gets a rebuttal on that. I I don't know that it's a major difference. It might change the flow a little bit, but for the most point, by giving them both a question on the same topic, the chance for a rebuttal is already built in. Well, Andy, you, know I mean. you and Shirley knocked it out of the park tonight. Uh, Fox Amen. 2, Channel 11, KMOX. So glad that you were the face of uh, the debate. You did an incredible job. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday morning at 8.30, right, pal? Yes, I was going to say. Uh, well, thank you for the, that praise, by the way. I really appreciate it, more than you guys could know. And uh, I do. I, I can't wait to uh, digest some of this on Sunday with y'all, because I want to know more about what you think. We'll break uh, it down. I don't know if anybody cares what I think, but I'm not going to tell you anyway. <laughs> yes, I think you two guys are awesome. Well, we think you're the best, Andy. He's Andy Banker. So much. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, when we come back, did you hear what happened last night in downtown St. Louis? I did. It will blow your mind. Ridiculous. I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Buddy, when when you think things just can't get any worse in St. Louis. They do. They do. Yeah. It was at 2 o'clock today, Kim Bell, the Post-Dispatch reporter, posted a story in the Post-Dispatch. And it talked about a deputy for the St. Louis Sheriff's Office who was robbed at gunpoint. Uh, and uh, stole they stole his 9mm pistol, Jeez. his personal car, and cell phone after the Blues game on Monday night. Now, so wait, he's wait for working, this. Yeah. The guy was in a full uniform. Yeah. He had worked uh, directing traffic, getting people out of um, downtown. And at 1220, uh, uh, somebody came up and carjacked him in a full uniform. Unbelievable. Took his gun. A St. Louis sheriff. Uh, a sheriff's deputy. And so he's he's got the brown uniform, right. which they wear. And uh, he's doing private security. So he's working, you know, on his own. On, yeah, his own time. Yep. Um, but he's in uniform, he's armed, and uh, he's directing traffic. Well, this he, is after his traffic. The, he, the event is over. Yeah, he, he gets in his car to, his to car. leave. His car's got traffic or having issues, so he had called for some help. Okay. While he's waiting for the help, up walks a criminal who winds up sticking him up and carjacking him. Taking his gun, taking the car. He took the car? Yeah. Oh, Wow. I just I don't I I don't know you know we I don't understand how this can continue to go on. Uh, we hear from nobody. I guess Dan Isom will talk tomorrow for a couple of minutes. Uh, you know, crime's going down in the city. Yeah. It's not that bad. Look at the statistics. I don't believe them. No, I don't believe anything. And you know, here we are trying to encourage people to come downtown. 
We need people down here. It's our St. Louis Blues, and this is what's happening. This is what's happening. Yeah, it's a, it's enough of an insult that they've lost five games in a row, <laughs> and and now you got this. And you know, he, he, the bottom line problem is we have a sense of lawlessness True in this that. town, mm-hmm. and it goes all the way down to speeding. The the drag racing down Washington Avenue, stoplights, the stoplights, throwing uh, litter out of your car, snatch and grab, and none of it's getting enforced. None of it. And so, you know, if you're inclined to do ill, and you see you can get away with this, and you can get away with that, and it's like a kid. Yeah. You know, if the if the kid can get away with staying up past his bedtime. And then he can get away with sneaking out of his room and watching television late at night. Right. And then he can get away with sneaking out of his room and watching television and sneaking out of the house. And then he can get away with sneaking. But but eventually there has to be consequences. You would think. There has to be an adult that comes and says, hey, this is not right. You would think. But but what what you've really done, and then on the back end of it, once you're even caught... There's no repercussion. There's no prosecution. No. The prosecutor lets you go. And so even even after all of those steps have been accomplished successfully, you finally get caught. You finally get arrested, and nothing happens. Yep. And so what you've inculcated in people is the idea that there's nothing you can't get away with. And that's what we're living well, with right now in the city hence of St. Louis. the reason that they think they can get away with holding up an officer. Yeah. This is a man in a uniform with a gun. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I don't know. Say what you want about our previous mayors and elected officials. They were present. Uh, they would take questions. Um, but we, we won't hear from no. any of our leadership and, tomorrow. And honestly, in this kind of environment that we're living in, you're probably, if you're a criminal, you're probably better off robbing a cop than... A regular citizen, uh, because you know, less you robbed a cop. Well, the cops are bad. You know, we don't like the cops; they're no good. Uh, so you robbed a cop. Okay, fine. I mean, I, I don't want to be flippant here, and I'm borderline flippant, and I apologize. But I'm just exasperated by uh, the callousness that yeah. we we have. Uh, this all of this crime has become in our community, and it is it's killing us. It's killing our commerce. It's killing our ability to 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 bring in tourists and visitors. You know, it's it's just no good. Yeah, I don't know what the well. Unfortunately, we've got another no good story coming up, but it's important for us to talk about. It may be related. Some major businesses potentially could be leaving St. Louis. One of them. Oh, wait a minute now. Uh huh. Um, I feel bad for the sheriff that got robbed. I'm yeah. glad I'm glad he's safe and blah blah blah. Yeah. But the Ditto. Blues have lost five games in a row. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, somebody's gonna have to have a talk with Coach Barubi. It's not well Barubi's on top of it. Uh but this team has not developed a personality. And um I don't know if that's on Doug Armstrong or you know But it's early, John. We're only what, seven, eight games into the season? Five games a five-game losing streak in a hockey season, whether it's early, middle, or late, is huge. Yeah, and you know the Blues. This team had a hundred and what nine points last year, mm-hmm. hundred and six, something like that. And you know that's not going to happen on this trajectory. And I do worry 
and here's the thing. You know, the, we had the cup year when we finally pulled it together. We had a personality. We were a heavy team. Mm-hmm. We checked. We forechecked. We got in there. We mixed it up. Uh, this team kind of wants to be run and gun. They kind of, I don't think they know what they are yet. And I don't know that the lines are uh, situated such that the team has a personality. And it, it, that's got to get fixed quickly. Well, there you have it. There's your segment of Sports Open Line. Hancock and Kelly Late Night rolls on. That's Coldplay. You like Coldplay? I do. British band. I like the one where they got the uh, cellos going. Yeah. What's that called? I don't know. Viva La Vida. Viva La Vida. Viva La Vida. There's Matt Pajeski behind the microphone. We call him. PJ. That's right. He's the producer here yeah, at Camel the best. Maybe we ought to throw open the phone lines. 436-7900-1800-925-1120. You want to talk about the debate? Want to talk about uh, the sheriff getting carjacked yeah. last night? The blues? Anything on your mind? Maybe you might want to talk about this. Emerson, up in North County. You know Emerson's headquarters up there, don't you? Well aware. Uh, they've sold part of their business uh, to their clim- climate technologies business to a private equity uh, fund called Blackstone. Yep. Big. And they have announced that uh, the Blackstone's going to take over a three-year lease of the existing Emerson prop- property, but Emerson headquarters itself is going to be looking for somewhere else to go, and they might be willing to move out of St. Louis. Yeah. Um, huge blow. That would be a huge blow to St. Louis. You can't help but read into the whole Centene uh, taking its name off the soccer stadium the other day that you worry that yeah. there could be a rollback of be. what they mean to St. Louis. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a lot of economic development opportunities, lots of businesses that uh, used to be here, no longer here. Yeah, and but you also have to understand that businesses are dealing with inflation just as we are. Uh, they're dealing with higher interest rates just as we are. And they're dealing with... Local governments, in the case of the city of St. Louis, that are not welcoming uh, to what they want to do. And so, you know, they've got to take all those things into account, and they're going to make decisions that are in the best interest of their shareholders if they're a publicly traded company or in the best interest of the family that owns a privately held company. And, um, you know, that's happening. And regret regretfully, St. Louis is not exactly the most welcoming place uh, to do business right now. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. And then you throw on crime on top of it all that we're dealing with. Yeah, uh, you know, you, Michael Nydorf, God rest yeah. his soul, mm-hmm. um, uh, recently passed uh, away passed this away. summer. Yeah, and they had a big honoring of him. But he was really on the forefront of trying to push from a business leader's standpoint of we have got to deal with crime in this region. Yeah. And he was telling the stories of trying to attack, attract top talent to St. Louis. And many of these folks, when they sat down and they Googled St. Louis, couldn't, yeah, couldn't they immediately here. said, nope, my husband won't let me move there. My wife won't let me move there. It's just not a place I'm going to go. And, and, you know, the cost of living is good. Uh, depending on where you live, the schools are quite good. Right. Uh, the cultural situation food's good. is good. The food's good. I mean, there's a lot to like about living in St. Louis. It's very family friendly. Um, but the crime stuff is overarching for a lot of people and and folks are you know reluctant to come here and he made that point he made it effectively 
Yeah, and he uh, he was one of the big pushers. Uh, we heard it tonight in that debate of bringing in some folks to study the two police departments, which ultimately they came out with some recommendations. And what we probably need, John Hancock, I think you and I may agree on this, is some type of regional police force. Yeah. Uh, the idea that we've got 90 municipalities, 70 of them have their own police department. A couple of them can't even afford to do that. St. Louis County's got a well-trained uh, police department. We've got a well-trained police department here in the city. Yep. And we've got resources. Now they're competing against each other. Lots of suburban police departments stealing city cops after they've been trained by this really well-run uh, police department. And we find ourselves in a situation where we're cannibalizing ourselves when Really, it ought to just be a movement of resources to address crime yes. where it is in the region. Yeah, and let me tell you what you don't see. You don't see the Bronx PD. You don't see the Queens PD. Right. You don't see the Long Island right. PD. You see the NYPD, and that NYPD polices the city of New York, for better or worse, and it, you know they have their ebbs and flows over time. But here... You've got the St. Louis City Police Department, the St. Louis County Police Department, the Kirkwood Police Department, the Chesterfield Police Department, the Moline Acres Police Department. <laughs> the, you, yes, you, it goes on and on. I mean, you know, and and that's not... Which, which means each of them have their own chiefs. Yes. Each of them have their own detectives. Yes. Each of them have their own, you know, specialists in this, that, or the other. I guess, I guess they share crime other. labs now. Oh, that's great. Uh, but, you know, that's... That's not the way to do this. And and the folks that have lived through severe crime, probably New York chief among them, uh, you know, have you ever heard of the Huntington Beach Police Department? No. <laughs> no. It's the LAPD. LAPD. Yeah. And, you know, so there is something to be said uh, for having a unified, cohesive force that is focused and uh, organized to address the crime problem in our community, and, and we do not, I mean, whatever you may think about what we have, we do not have that. No, absolutely. I think we got a call. Let's check in. Let's go to Mystery Caller. Uh, Mystery Caller, welcome to CamelX. Hello, my name is Amy, and I am a first-time <laughs> caller, but a long-time listener of the Hancock and Kelly show. Yeah, this ought to be Huge interesting. Fan of you guys. Yeah, really? Yeah, I have a question. I have uh-huh. a question for you guys. It's an, a dilemma as an adult. All right. Okay. As an adult, do you ask people, like, if you need a ride to the airport, should you Uber or should you ask a friend to give you a ride to the airport or to pick you up from the well, airport? Well, uh, Amy, that's going to depend upon if you have any friends. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so if, you, if, you're, if you're the kind of person that kind of keeps to yourself, you know, and you don't uh-huh. really have any friends and you're, you know, family, yeah. uh, then you're probably going to need so- to Uber. I have a friend whose ha- name also happens to be Amy. Unbelievable. She wouldn't ask for a ride, nor would she Uber. She would run to the airport. She would run. Literally to the just run to the airport. Yeah, but there's a lot of luggage out there. Uh, uh, depending yeah. On the- she sounds like a super loser. So, um, Why do you ask this you know, question, Miss Amy? Well, because we've been in some situations. I've been in some situations with traveling, and if... I just feel weird. It's like asking, as an adult, asking someone to help you move. Shouldn't that stop in your 20s? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't yeah. ask your friends to help you yeah, move. Yeah, no. If you're, if you're in your 20s, you're going from college to home to an apartment to whatever, sure. then yes, totally appropriate. If you're 45 years old and you bought a new house somewhere, 
you do not ask friends to move you. No. I mean, that's that's, that's absolutely that's not. But on the airport thing, uh, Amy, uh, on the uh-huh. airport thing, uh, it's entirely appropriate to say, hey, Joe, I've got a 6.05 a.m. flight. Uh, could you pick me up at 4 o'clock in the morning? Uh, yeah, entirely appropriate. Are you planning on traveling anytime soon, Where are you Amy? going, Amy? I, I am not. I am not. This was this was a question that I had. I happened to go to Canada, and it ended up that a the person I was going with, their spouse, brought us to the airport. That was nice. But a friend, a friend offered to take us to the airport, and I thought that was super generous. And also, I would have felt horrible because our flight left at five thirty. Do you know they uh, changed the words to the Canadian national anthem? <laughs> Did they? Yes. Did they? Yeah, it used to be oh, in all thy, God save the Queen in all thy sons of... command, and now it's in all of us command. Politically correct national anthem drives me crazy. <laughs> well, but what about the daughters? I mean, you want patriotic daughters, don't you? <sighs> Amy, it's the anthem. In all thy sons command, with glowing hearts. I think you're the only person that irritates. It does irritate me. The true north, strong and free. It's a great anthem. From but see, I far think, though, Canadian daughters had a free pass for too long. Oh, Canada. I'm so glad this Amy called in. We stand. I wonder where I could hear more of Amy. For thee. I bet she's on. Well, where can I hear more of you? I might. The show. I might be. I might be on at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah. Amy, we love you. Thanks for the call. Hancock and Kelly, late night. One more hour. No more grievances. We're gonna have fun after this. Shawn Michael Lyle is next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.